Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Y.O. Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most personal details in an effort to practice talking about sex and improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest today, I'm very excited to introduce to you, is Stephanie. Welcome, Stephanie. Hello. Will you just give our listeners a little snippet about you so that they can get a feel for who they're listening to? My name is Stephanie. I'm 28, and I am a sex-positive activist. I want to help others reclaim their sexual liberation. And then can we have a little bit of details that are a little more practical, like where did you grow up? What's your family like? How do you identify, etc.? Yeah, so I grew up in New York City. What borough? Uh, Manhattan. Okay. Yeah, neighborhood Washington Heights. And I loved it. I moved to LA two years ago mm-hmm. and still getting used to it. How do you identify, what are your pronouns, and what sort of work do you do? I identify as a heterosexual, but I'm open to try anything new. Okay. So I do many work. I am a stylist. I am a fashion designer. I design lingerie. (gasps) Amazing. I know. It's exciting. And now I'm dipping my toe into the sex activist and sex positive movement and body positive. So what got you interested originally in doing this body positive, sex positive activism? I've always wanted to do it. I worked at a sex shop in my late teens. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah. Like when you were 18 or before then? Um, probably before. How remember. did that happen? I walked in and I asked to speak to the manager and I told him that I wanted to work there. And, and he was just like, okay. He looked at my resume. He's like, all right, can you start next week? Is that legal when you're under 18? I don't know. <laughs> Look, it's not. I don't know, but it was fun. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. I learned a lot. What 
did you learn there? Like, how did that, that's a huge thing. How did that shape you? Also, what gave you the idea as a pre 18 year old to go work at a sex shop? I've always been curious. Mm -hmm. I think that's my Gemini Mars. Mm -hmm. I've always been curious. I always want to know more about everything. And I don't know, I was just walking one day. I was applying everywhere. I had my resumes in my purse. And I'm like, let me go in here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I loved I loved working there. I learned all about anal beads. Mm -hmm. I did not know what those were before. Mm -hmm. I learned about Benoit balls where you can um, insert them in your pussy and do Kegels. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, I definitely did not know about either of those things when I was a teenager. Just didn't know they existed. I know. It was it's so cool. Did your parents know that you were working at a sex shop? My mom did. Oh, really? Yeah, my is mom. Is she pretty open-minded? She is very open-minded. Okay. Yeah, she's super open-minded. She's very sex positive. Mm -hmm. She's that mom telling all my cousins and myself, like, if you ever need condoms i'll buy them for That's you great. or if you need birth control i'll take you to the doctor and i'm like okay mom <laughs> and so did she give you a sex talk specifically or was it just sort of like the condom talk it was the condom talk the make sure you're safe make sure you're being respected mm -hmm. and um not really a sex talk she was just very open about it so okay. Do you remember how old you were when you first became aware of sex and like sex parts and body stuff like that? Yeah. Um, when I first watched porn. How old were you? I was in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's like a just you're like jumping in the deep end. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, so I was in class and there was some um, my friends. In friend, class? At school? I heard about it in <laughs> class. <laughs> oh, Yeah. So I heard about it in class and these girls were talking about this porn channel. And I'm like, what is that? What's porn? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you, you need to like this channel 70 something and you need to check it out. So I went home that day. I put that channel on. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And I remember it was like in a dungeon. Oh it was gosh. like BDSM bondage. And I was hooked to BDSM after that. Okay. Like, on that note, will you just give us a little overview of your relationship with sex, your sexual self, and just kind of in this current moment, what's your sex life like? Oh, it's amazing. I love BDSM. I love bondage. I love being tied up. I love... Like, do you identify as a submissive? I do. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what's the nervous feeling about? Are you more nervous just to be recording at all, or are you nervous to be talking about sexual things that are very personal? Oh, no, I'm always talking about sex. Okay. I'm always talking about sex. When um, when did you start talking about sex? Um, middle school. Mm -hmm. Middle school. And, yeah, I just love talking about it. I'm that friend at a restaurant talking really loudly about sex. I know. Yesterday I was working <laughs> a job and I was hired as a photographer at a place that has nothing to do with sex <laughs> at a very large social media company. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, I sunburned my nipple this week and it's so itchy. <laughs> and then, and this guy looked over and he was like, and I was like, it's true. <laughs> it's, it is itchy. It happens. It's still kind of itchy. <laughs> so, okay, fill in the gap for us. So you went home from, from fourth grade. Now, were you in a public school or a private school? Or what it was, was your public school? school. Like? Okay. Yeah, it was And public. what were the kids there like? Because, like, my public school was very poor. We mm -hmm. only had a couple of AP classes. Like, it's a farm town where I grew up. Oh. 
So what was yours like? Mine was in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. So it was it was cool. We Is had, it like a cross-section of socioeconomic classes or does it tend to be fancier, less fancy, a whole mixture? It was middle class. Okay. It was middle class and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of different backgrounds. And so I just asked that to give a flavor of like, you know, who are these people in your class who are talking about porn yeah. and where did they get so you went home and and i put the channel on and i i was hooked to bdsm after that i loved it they were i think he had her tied he had her legs tied and her arms tied and he had a vibrator on her clit and mm-hmm. she couldn't move mm-hmm. and i was like oh like that looks nice yeah, I was like, did I you have any scared feelings around the fact that she was tied up, or did you kind of like understand anything about consent as a ten-year-old, fourth grade as ten, yeah. eleven? So, um, I wasn't scared. I knew, I knew that what I saw on TV was fake. Okay, so I was like, oh, this is just fake. And were you masturbating at that point? Yeah, I started masturbating probably like fifth or sixth grade. Okay, so it was after that. Mm -hmm. And did you use any fantasies in your early masturbation or how did you discover it? I discovered it by watching porn. Mm -hmm. And fantasies? No, I don't I don't remember using fantasies of that. I just I would masturbate while watching porn. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you still do that today? Nowadays I like mental. Mm -hmm. So I it's more fantasy like in your mind. In my head, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And when you were first starting out. So was it during watching porn that you started touching yourself? And also what sort of, did you feel like a private situation or did you ever get walked in on? No, I never got walked in on. Thank God. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, I saw the girl, the actress mm-hmm. do it. And I was like, let me try. Mm-hmm. And it felt good. And I kept, I I kept masturbating after that. And were you like, boom, touching myself and now I'm orgasming? Or did it take some time from when you started touching yourself to it figure out? It took some time to okay. orgasm. And how do you like to touch yourself that makes you, like what, if you're touching yourself, how do you come? How do I come? Yeah, like, or what are a few ways or favorite ways or if you have a current favorite? Like I go, I've noticed that I've been going through like phases where I'll be like fingers in, fingers out, lazy with the magic wand. I feel like I'm using the magic wand. This is right now. I'm like, I feel like I've been using the magic wand too much because I, my master and I broke up for good mid-June. And so I haven't had a partner since then, partly because I'm very busy and partly because I'm very scared. So I get it. What, uh, what's your current masturbation style? And like, what was the origin story? Um, the current masturbation style is I use my toy, either the magic wand, mm-hmm. or um, I have another toy called Womanizer. So it's like somebody literally <laughs> just messaged me on Instagram about it. Is that the one that it's like a clit sucker, right? Yes. Someone, I, I really <laughs> need to get this because one of you, who is it? Uh, somebody. Somebody, one of you messaged me and was like, "You would like this toy," and I was like, "Oh my god, I need it to order amazing. it." How long have you had it? I bought it. Okay, so I bought it for myself on Valentine's Day two years ago. I was like, you know what? I don't have a Valentine's Day, so I'm going to be my own fucking day. Great. Yeah. And do you prefer to use vibrators? Do you ever use hands? How did you start out? I use hands. I started out with hands, and around high school, I went and bought my own sex toy. Okay. 
And what's the easiest way for you to come with your hands? Like with what my hands? do you need inside? Do you need outside? Like tell me the specifics of your lady parts and how they like to be stimulated. Um, I usually focus on the clitoris, but not right on top of the clitoris. Mm-hmm. Um, around, more around it. Um, and when you say around it, do you mean like like going in outside circles. on the edges? Do you mean fingers inside your folds of your labia? Do you yes. mean which uh, fingers? Yes to what? <laughs> fingers inside the fold of my labia. Okay, and I don't usually insert anything in my pussy for masturbation. Okay. I prefer the real. Uh-huh. Um, do you ever <laughs> this is a specific question i've never asked anyone i don't think do you ever like go inside just to get some extra wetness and then bring it back out oh Cause, like, fuck yeah because i feel like there are certain days where i'm just like dry and i need a little more lubrication and so then i'll be like bloop, bloop, yeah and then I'll, like, stir it around like that yeah like who's gonna stand up and get more lube like, yeah exactly. no 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 um okay and then do you ever do any butt stuff during masturbation I haven't. Okay. I've tried butt stuff with I've tried butt stuff with a partner, but mm-hmm. not during masturbation. Okay. Okay. Great. And then okay, so masturbation started when you were ten and you eventually figured out orgasms mm-hmm. and that has to do with what? More pressure? You said you start fingers around. Do you eventually go on top of your clit? Like how what's yeah. tell me your masturbation progression? Um I eventually go on top of my clit and I go into in a circular motion and sometimes side to side but usually a circular motion does it better okay and does your hand get tired is it like I don't know what's your story is it like this or is it like like, this or this like it's like two fingers and just circles around the clit two fingers I feel like I need to use my four fingers because my fingers (laughs) get so tired Right, I guess like into the right details. Today. <laughs> no, literally, I've given myself hand cramps sometimes. <laughs> That's happened to me before. Yeah, because yeah. do you feel like do you feel a big difference time of the month or how your tiredness levels are, your stress levels, or your feelings? Oh, yeah. Like I feel like lately I've just been so like ugh that I'm like horny, but not. Um, I don't want to. Been such a tough come lately. Yeah, because. I feel like with manual manual stimulation on your clit, it takes longer, obviously, than using a toy. So sometimes you don't have time. You don't have the time to yeah. just sit there and <laughs> no. Sometimes you got to go. So if I'm understanding your personal timeline correctly, it sounds like you had some experience with some solo action before you brought in partners. Oh, yes. So how old were you when you started exploring with, it sounds like, boys? Mm-hmm. I've had boys and girls. Okay. But um, I started with boys. And that started around 14. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in eighth grade or freshman year in high school. And yeah, it was pretty cool. We just made out. We never really had sex, but we just made out and like touched each other. And and Okay. Okay, so that was with your first partner, and then how did it progress from there? Were you exploring more people, or was that a boyfriend you had for a while, or what was your unfolding like? That was a boyfriend I had for a while, and then after him, I just stayed single for a long time until 17, Mm -hmm. and that's when I had my sexual debut. Okay. And it was... It was pretty, it wasn't what I expected it was going to be. My first time having sex. 
Tell me more about that. What are the details? What did you expect and what was it actually like? So I had a group of friends and my group of friends had all, they all had boyfriends. Mm -hmm. My group of friends all had boyfriends and they were sexually active. Mm -hmm. And they would tell me how great it felt. And I wanted to, I was curious about how it felt. I didn't feel pressured in any way, but I wasn't going to wait to be in a relationship to have sex. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me just, I was talking and flirting back and forth with this guy. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's just do it with him. Okay. And I told him to come over to my house and it happened. And it was so, it wasn't anything like what my friends were telling me. They were like, oh my God, it's amazing. You feel this wave through your body. I was like, I did not feel a wave. They're did they lying. say that was going to happen during your first time? They did. They, no, they didn't. Okay. But I guess I was expecting They built that. it up a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I was expecting that. Did you tell him when you asked him over, were you making it clear what you wanted or were you just like ready to make moves on him? And did you like, did you guys talk about it beforehand is what I'm trying to ask? Or was it something that you just finally like let happen? Oh, we spoke about it beforehand. Oh, good. Yeah. And how did that conversation go down? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember the specific details. Mm-hmm. It was a lot many yeah, yeah, years yeah. ago. Totally. I just told them to come over and to get condoms, to mm. bring condoms. There you go. That's a clear, <laughs> that's a clear signal. Yeah. And, and that I had the lube. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, yeah. So this was after you were already working at the sex shop. This was before. Oh, okay. This was okay. before. Okay. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Great. Yeah. I was always, so I pretty much lived inside of sex shops when I was late teens. So I would buy like flavored condoms just to like taste it. (laughs) (laughs) When you were doing that, did you put it on anything? Was it like over your fingers to taste it? Or did you put it on a banana or a cucumber or anything like that? No, just over my cucumber. I wish I would have tried that. No, um, just over my finger. Okay. Just to try it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I did not like it. It tastes like a balloon. Yeah, it still tastes like a balloon. Yeah. I'm like, um, this sucks. <laughs> I know. But not. Yeah. Nah. Not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I told him I have the lube, bring the condoms. And he got there and it was it was so awkward. It was like awkward silence and ugh. It was horrible. But we were young, so we didn't know what we were doing. And did you, so how did you go from the awkward silence to sex? Oh, we started making out and um, he went down on me. Mm-hmm. And I did not go down on him because I, one, I didn't want to. And two, I didn't know how to. Okay. And what made you not want to? Because. I felt like I didn't like him that much for that. Oh, interesting. So you're like, I like you enough for fucking, but not for a blowjob. Yeah. Do you still feel today like those are different tiers of intimacy for you? So mm. today, like current you says, if I'm going to fuck you, I'll give you a blowjob. Like that's the same. Like how does it feel in your brain? It depends. It depends. Okay. What's the thing that makes the difference? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, if you ha- if, if you did know. If I did know, I guess the vibe, like, if I, if I know, if I feel like you're going to fuck me good or. 
And what makes you think a person's going to fuck you good or not? If we have that sexual energy, that yeah. raw energy, that attraction. And can you describe what it feels like in your body or like your heart or, or however you feel it? Can you try putting it into words? I know I'm asking you to put like very things we don't normally talk about, but that's mm -hmm. the whole point of what I try to do is I'm trying to figure out like these feelings that we have. How can we express them with explicit words? Sometimes we can't, but okay, if you I'll could. Try. Yeah. Um you feel this wave of just lust in mm. a way and i don't know my body starts to sweat my heart starts to race my palms get sweaty and all like the only thing i can think about is ripping your clothes off so it sounds like you're very like actually excited in an activated yes. way. And that is someone you would want to give a blowjob to, perhaps. Perhaps. Where's the difference? Like, what makes the difference for you? Mm, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's fine. It's, it's fine. Happens. No, it's fine to not know. I yeah. just think it's always interesting if someone does know. Mm -hmm. Because I'm kind of at this point where I... Let me think. If I were going to take a new lover today... Like, if there's somebody that I want to get naked with, for me personally, and I know many people are not this way, mm -hmm. I'm going to want to do all the things just because like, yeah, I like doing all the things. Exactly. Yes. And they're actually, I don't know. Now, I'm as I'm saying that, I'm like, wait, maybe not because do I want every single person to have butt sex with me? Yeah. Only if we depends. have an extended amount of time. I think that's the thing for me, too. Mm -hmm. So many of my decisions in life come down to like, how much time do I have? Can we be dropped in? Can I feel the person? Because yeah. I don't want to just be like, fuck, 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 done. Like, yeah. that's boring. Mm -hmm. It's so boring. It is boring. Yeah. I'm more that. into, like, the experience and making all of it feel um, connected and heightened. And it doesn't, again, when I say connected, I don't mean you have to be in love. I just mean there has to be, like, actual human yes. connection and treating yes. each other with respect and adults. So that's yes. what makes a big difference for mm -hmm. me because I'm staring down the barrel of thinking about getting on Bumble and OkCupid and going back. I was on Hinge for one week and then I got scared and <laughs> not scared. I was just like, I can't. This is too much. Uh, it like hurts my heart too much to like just reject people. Yes. And then I start to feel disillusioned mm -hmm. because I'm like, there will be no one. I don't know. But at the same time, I'm in this weird space because out in the world, I'm sort of like, no, wait, I am attracted to so many people. So how do I what you know so that's that's kind of like my own little little spin okay but i do i do love giving ahead though okay tell me I about enjoy that it. when you're okay so so uh for the sake of this conversation if you're in a moment where you're like with a partner who you're like very into and you definitely want to give this blowjob mm -hmm. what is that like for you like do you have any specific moves what do you like about it all the blowjob questions <laughs> i love giving blowjobs like i actually came once from giving a blowjob like I, what? yes, I love it. Yeah. Like Tell me more. it turns me on. Like I'm more of a giver than a receiver. Like, so just making his toes curl, making him moan in ways I haven't heard him moan before, finding new ways to make him come. And specifically, what are those new ways? Like, what are you actually physically doing with this? The dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I would start off by licking it, like, you know, like from the bottom, from the base mm -hmm. to the tip, mm -hmm. and I'll spit on it. Mm -hmm. 
What kind of spit? Like a gentle, like letting saliva drop out of your mouth or like a aggressive, like. T- uh, no, not aggressive. A gentle, very gentle, the way you can see very slowly. Mm-hmm. I would, I'll start slow. I would start with the head of the penis and I'll suck on that gently and look at him and see his re- see his reaction. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite position to be in giving a blowjob? Like, do you prefer to be on your knees or do you prefer to be on the bed or do you prefer to have him sitting down and you're kind of crouching? Like, do you have a favorite? I like them all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I do like, okay, so on my knees, it's fine. Assuming it's like comfortable-ish, you know? Like yeah. Like you're not like cracking your yeah. kneecaps on the pavement. Okay. <laughs> you have a pillow for your yeah. knees. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, on the knees is fine. Um, on the bed is great on the floor it's amazing too or i'm laying on the bed and he is standing up mm-hmm. and my back is on the bed and like you're upside down upside down got it yeah got it. and then <sighs> i can't breathe very well that way <laughs> really like i get i have these veins that i get so self-conscious about on my head when i laugh a lot or if i'm like upside down or just getting fucked really hard like I have like these like veins that pop out of my head so number one that's one of my big self-conscious things Aww. which doesn't matter like literally nobody cares but me yeah um <laughs> right it's we all get an into no, our head um but when I'm upside down I feel like I literally can't think and I know it is a thing that you can practice like my pole dancing friends and my friends who do aerial yoga like I tried to do an aerial yoga class and I was like I can't function <laughs> in this direction so so I never like those positions I love being able to have him lay on the bed so that I because I feel like I can reach everything properly and yes. look at him and get to the balls and not fall yes. over. So that's my, cause I feel I the need, most stable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, but I'm so, I'm so down to have somebody like mouth fucking me. If I'm laying there, mm-hmm. I just like feel like I can't move as much or like do my thing. You know, yeah. Can't you focus. can't focus. Yeah. Yeah. You have better focus on when he's laying down. That, okay. So, I agree with that. So to continue your blowjob scenario, if he's laying down then, so you, you're on the top and then uh, like are you a deep throater are you a ball squeezer or sucker or tickler or pincher or teeth user tell me whatever tell me they moves. want whatever they like okay and I how do you communicate that with your partner beforehand because mm-hmm. um, every partner is different mm-hmm. every partner likes different things yeah. and i like to communicate beforehand like what do you like i've had a guy once who requested for me to use teeth really yeah how much just a little like gentle like on, on the, the tip, tip. Oh. Mm-hmm. and that was different for me uh-huh. i was like usually guys don't want any teeth i'm like okay so you yeah. like teeth i've never had anyone request teeth yeah uh, no actually maybe that's a lie a little bit of teeth on balls but not like biting just like a little bit and also nails scratching on balls oh, i got that request yeah okay so fun i'm not gonna like, try not that. like sharp but just like a you know, mm-hmm. kind of like if you're, I'm showing, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing <laughs> with my hand. <laughs> yeah, I need to try that. Yeah. That's something new. I mean, but I've also slept with dudes that are like, don't touch my balls. And I'm like, copy. I will not. Really? Mm-hmm. Some of them are too sensitive. Yeah. Every guy I've been with loves his balls either touched or grabbed or pulled or cupped. Yeah. Yeah. 
the more we know. Yeah, the more we know. Okay, so can you share with me... Ooh, butt stuff. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Tell me about your butt stuff experiences and thoughts and feelings and just like... Okay, so I had a great experience. Um... <laughs> I had a great experience. I only done it with one partner, one one of my exes. Uh-huh. He was always he was very persistent uh-huh. about having anal sex. And I wasn't uh-huh. until like he kept asking me for months and I'm like, "Okay, fine." Did you feel pressured or was it a thing that cuz I know for me it was kind of initially, oh no, that's a lie. Initially I was like, "Yeah, let's try everything." But that was the night I lost my virginity. Mm-hmm. So with my first boyfriend, I was more like, I don't know, I don't know. But it was like kind of on the bucket list. Like I wanted to do it, but I was scared of it because I had so much negativity around yeah. the idea of it. Mm-hmm. What was your experience? And like, what was your reason for saying no and then yes? And was it... I'm just going to stop the question there. <laughs> I'm practicing <laughs> asking one question at a time. You're doing You're doing good. I still ask three in a row. And I'm, I just like <laughs> laugh at myself. Fine. So what was the reason for me saying no? Because um, I thought it was going to be painful. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was it was going to hurt and not please me in any way. Do you remember where you got that idea? From other friends at the time who said it was painful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they never wanted to do it again. Did you ever watch porn with butt sex? Because you were and a then porn I, Yeah, then I started watching porn with butt sex and I saw they were coming i'm like yeah. wait i know they're acting but still i want to try it as soon as i found out that askasms existed for other people i was like <gasps> yes. could i too have an askasm and then mm-hmm. I, for a while i was like no that won't be the case for me and then like nine months in i was like <gasps> so maybe i just yeah did i just like gestate an askasm like did i have to carry my askasm to term <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Askasms are are real. Have you had one? Yeah. <gasps> Tell me more. Yes. Okay, so yeah. Wait. Sorry. I get too excited. Take us back to you were scared, mm-hmm. but then you decided you decided yes. Did it? Just I decided happen? yes okay. because I just kept watching a lot of anal porn, anal sex porn, and 
I was like, there's nothing to be scared of. Like, mm. they're coming, and I want to come too. Like, okay. And so we we did take our time prepping, um, yes. little by little. Will First, you tell like, our listeners how you prepped. Yes, of course. You need to prep. Um, well, you don't need to, but it's highly recommended. I think it's especially good if you're at all nervous mm-hmm. or uncertain about it. I've definitely had days where a few months into my when I was feeling a little more experienced as an anal whore, I was, um, <laughs> there were definitely times where I was so horny when my master and I were like in such a good place and I was so just like ready for him that mm. I would I would literally be so dripping wet that we could use that wetness as lube for butt fucking like right away. Wow. Like that. But, but if we had started out that way, I would have died. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. To the preparation. You need can to you prep- share. Can you share your preparation strategies? Oh, yes, of course. So we bought, we went together to a sex toy store and we bought an anal plug and anal beads. How big was the plug initially? Show me with your fingers and I'll show our listeners. Um, like this. The le- is this the length or yeah. the width? The length. The length. Okay. And the width, it was like. Like that. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's it was, like mine. It was yeah. pretty yeah. small. That's, no, yeah. that's a good, that's a good starter size. Like, yeah, it is a good. Because it's like. Oh, there's a thing in my butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to start with a cucumber. No, I definitely <laughs> have gotten one that was like that big around. It wow. was, it, but that was after a lot of, um, there was still a lot of. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I need to get to that level. <laughs> I don't know if you do. I don't know if I did. I don't well, know if I'll I get want back to. to. It. I'm it's curious. Just fun to, exactly. I'm yeah. so curious. Yeah. If you have Mars and Gemini, do you know what house? The 10th house. Oh, interesting. So you definitely want to achieve the curiosity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the curious warrior of achievement. That mm-hmm. is Jupiter in Gemini in the 10th house. That's hilarious. Okay. I love it. I love it. I want to do it all. <laughs> Great. Safely. So you guys use lube. You had a butt plug. Mm-hmm. So we started off with the anal beads. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not insert all anal beads at one time. Just like... Two or, two or three at a time, mm-hmm. and then maybe a week later, just add more beads inside. How many beads did you have? It was like... It was like one of the long ones? One of the long ones. Oh. Yeah. I've only and done... Then, three, no, I've done like a sixer, maybe. Oh. But it was a skinnier one. It, yeah, it was skinny, but these were silicone, mm-hmm. and they started off very thin, and they got thicker mm-hmm. and thicker mm-hmm. and thicker. It was super cool. Yeah. And it was like about... 10 13 beads it was cool it came really hard (laughs) so yeah we started off with the anal beads we started off about with three beads and then we slowly started adding more (laughs) where is that coming from computer oh that computer you said so you came so hard yes from ass fucking from ass your first time no. Okay. No, no, no. Eventually. Yeah. Did you do any fucking vaginally while you had a butt plug in? Oh, yeah. I love that so much. Oh, my that. God. Yeah. <gasps> I came harder, though, with the, all of the anal beads inside of me. Um, yeah. And he was fucking me in my pussy. And sense. then I had a vibrator on my clit. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So it was like a pussy gasm and an ass gasm. Isn't that amazing? It was amazing. Can you describe for our listeners who haven't had an ass gasm what it feels like to you? Oh my God. It feels like your body just collapses. Mm. Like it's like is 
you feel this rush, this huge wave, and you're you just can't take it, and your yeah. body collapses. Like yeah. your knee, my knees buckled. I couldn't even. Yeah, like I fell onto the bed. <laughs> I couldn't stand up. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Are you partnered right now or not? I forgot to ask. No, I'm not. Okay. okay. No. So as you're looking for new partnership, are you interested in casual stuff or more serious stuff or open to both? And like what, how does sex fit into that for you? I'm open to both. Okay. Um, how do you find people? How do I find people? Just like theoretically curious, like not asking for myself or anything. Um, usually at parties. <laughs> usually at parties or at a bar. It has to be in person. I, okay. I haven't been able to find someone over social media or an app have like, you tried i've tried but what, what is, is it about it for you that doesn't work i need that i need to feel your energy i need to just feel yeah. your vibe yeah you know you gotta feel your tingles yeah i need to feel my butterflies <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so what are some of your current sexual fantasies for when you do find a partner that gives you those butterflies Ooh. Like you said you're into BDSM. Mm -hmm. Do you go out looking for kinky people or are you open to what shows up in your life? Oh, I'm always open to what shows up in my life. How is having vanilla sex for you if you identify as a sexual submissive? I haven't had a ton of vanilla sex since I started I've, I've, exploring. I, I run away from vanilla sex. That's, really? Yeah, like I don't like it. Do you talk about it with your partners ahead of time? Like you get to know someone and you're open, but it sounds like maybe there is... Okay. Yeah. Like there's a door will close at some point. Mm -hmm. I always talk about it and I always make sure that they are on the same level as me. And what is it that you're looking for in a partner? So if, if you were going to have a conversation with a potential partner and things are going well, mm -hmm. what does that sound like? It sounds like they're very confident and they... What does confident look like, though? Because for me, there's a fine line between someone who's, like, confident Cocky. and a jackass. Because yeah. mm -hmm. um, I'll destroy those people. Oh, like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, you oh, think yeah. it? <laughs> it's like one of my, like, like, if you annoy me or bother me or are rude to me, like, watch out. Because, the, like, oh, yeah. like, I'm very nice and open and all. But I actually have a destroyer inside that I, that I sometimes have to work really hard to not. Um, I feel all women do. We need to. Because there's a lot of. It's a lot of those cocky assholes out here. Yeah. So what? So what is the difference for you between confident and a jerkosaurus? I would have to say if he's bragging too much, or if he is, he thinks he's hot shit. I don't know how else to explain it. And like, what does confidence seem like to you? Oh my god, it's so sexy. Like they, they talk about themselves, but they're not. But they don't even notice them, like that they are confident. Like it just comes out. Like, mm -hmm. They're okay. not trying too hard. When you're talking to someone, you said you run away from vanilla sex. At what point do you have enough of a conversation to talk about vanilla sex? Or are you just having sex and then you're like, oh, this is vanilla. I'm out. Oh, no. Um, if I notice it's vanilla, I will show them how I want to have sex. Okay, so and you're we will in the bedroom already. Yeah. So you don't filter out ahead of time. You're not sitting down to be like, hey, so I'm kinky. Um, here's what I like. Is this what you're interested in doing? I do do that. And 
and um, usually they they're into it. So you do have an explicit conversation first. Yes, I do. And you don't care if they have experience or not is what I'm hearing. I do care, but if they don't, I'm willing to teach them or show okay. them. Okay. Do you um, have a preference? It does not matter. It does not because I've been with men who have and men who haven't. And with men who have had experience, it's easier, right? But with men who do not have the experience, I get excited to show oh, really? them. really? Because I, as a submissive, I'm like, I don't want to tell you what to do. That kills it for me, for me personally. Oh. So how do you do it? Because maybe I could learn from you. (laughs) I just, um, I get like some rope and I'm like, tie me up like this. And I'll make a safe word. What if they don't know how to tie you properly and then it cuts off all your blood circulation? Like this is literally the type of anxiety them. I would show them how to tie me. Like, I, I, I want to be tied like this. Okay. And yeah, I'm super fine with that because I guess because it's been successful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I just show them. It's usually simple, it's nothing too advanced. Have you ever encountered dudes that are like willing to learn, but then they're like not actually able to? Yeah. What yes. is that like? Because that's my fear. And I feel like you're a little more, I don't know like okay with it because yeah. i'm like no i want to be submissive and i just <laughs> don't want to have to do the work so go be your own dom and then come fuck me like that i feel like i'm in that space but i'm also just so full of fear mm-hmm. because i only had one master and then i've played with one daddy mm-hmm. and that's all, all bdsm wise and then i've talked to some other people okay but what is it like when someone is, is not, not into, into it, it? Um, I've had that experience and he wasn't into it. So I, I backed off. It was, I didn't make a huge but deal out of it. specifically, what was it, what did it look like when he wasn't into it? And what does backing off mean? Like specifically what was happening between you? Okay. So I was, this was one time I was trying to use a vibrator. Okay. So I was trying to, there's been multiple guys, but this one guy, I was trying to use a vibrator on his balls. Mm-hmm. But I asked him before, obviously, I'm not just going to yeah. put a vibrator on his balls. And he's like, sure. But as soon as I put it, he kind of jumped up. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, 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 that's I don't want that. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, But I'm, you weren't trying to torture him, right? Like you're, No. Okay, okay, okay. No, no. Um, I thought of it more as a pleasing way. Okay. But I guess he thought about it as... He wasn't into he it. He was not. Well, that's fine. I mean, his body was trying a new thing. And it mm-hmm. was... Okay. Yeah. I've been with guys who love it when, while I'm giving head to use my finger mm-hmm. and... Up their butt? Yeah. Okay. And put it up their butt. And... And that's obviously something you talk about ahead of time, of right? Of course. Okay. You've never, of like, co- sneakily no. been like, loop. Okay, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Because I wouldn't want that. Yeah. No, I wouldn't Yeah. Either. But I mentioned it to a guy and he was like, no, never. Don't ever try that. I'm like, okay. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. 
all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. And do you have any experiences where, specifically from a dominant perspective, a man was like, actually, I'm not into dominating you? Has that ever happened? What was that like? It was, I felt like we couldn't, sex was amazing, but it wasn't as, amazing like it wasn't fireworks for me i couldn't more specific words yeah okay so we were having like the specifics yeah the specifics of the story so we were having sex and i was telling him to like choke me Mm -hmm. and to just like be rough Mm -hmm. and he's like oh well i'm not into that Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? And did you, you had you talked about anything ahead of time or you were doing it in the moment? I was doing it in the moment okay. with him because okay. it was just so like, so sudden. Yeah. And I was excited and I don't know. That's what I was used to. I was, I, mm-hmm. I love being choked. And so he was like, no, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like he, okay. he got up and he, he got very serious. He's like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, Okay. So we can try something else. And did you? Yeah, we had we had doggy style and he was okay with pulling my hair okay. and snapping my ass. But I had to talk him into it because he was not comfortable. How did that feel to have to talk to someone into something you like? Um, like did it feel like you were pressuring him or was it no, like no, no, you no. guys, it sounds like you were negotiating. It sounds like he was able to stand up for his needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he just said that he, he hasn't tried it before, but he feels uncomfortable doing it to a woman Mm -hmm. and he, it wasn't for him. So I kind of convinced him about the ass slapping and the hair pulling Mm -hmm. by letting him know that I come harder. Mm -hmm. And just when I said that, he's like, well, I do want to please you. So Mm -hmm kind of did it for him and then for him for me and then for himself okay um but after two rounds he was he was a pro he was he was loving it great so did he end up doing more than just hair pulling and slap and butt slapping or was it he eventually would choke me yeah okay yeah I don't know that I would feel comfortable asking someone with no experience to choke me because for me, choking, like, it's a big yes. deal. And I, also I, hitting I, on the face, like, I wouldn't oh want to, no. like, 
No. Because I love to be slapped in the face. Really? Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. I don't think, I, well, I don't know how My master literally that. took classes. Like, he went to go, like, study. Oh. Like, he was so into it. And we had just these magical sessions that had, like, layers and layers. And they were so drawn out. And they used to be so delicious. Um, <laughs> but then we said, I love you. And things got really lazy and sad. Oh, no. <laughs> that last year was a downward spiral. But, you know, um, but there were some really good times. And... I just loved, I think I got really spoiled by his like certainty in his authority. Mm. And I do feel like, in, I don't think it has to be this way. I hope to God it doesn't have to be this way. And I've seen actual examples in other people's relationships where they're able to maintain a DS relationship, a dominant submissive relationship, and also be like have life partnership. Because I think I'm interested in that. But I, I don't want to tell my dom how to dom me. I want to ha sit down and have the conversation about boundaries and what I'm good with, but I don't want to be like topping from the bottom during a session. Like I want to be able to just completely like let go and let them do their thing mm -hmm. and know that I'm going to be up for whatever they want because we've talked about our boundaries. Like that's the thing. And I, and I'm so scared because I'm like, how oh, do I make that happen? It sounds like effort. And it is, you know, <laughs> I kind of ha just have fun with it. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like you do. And I feel like I could really learn something yeah, from that. Like it sounds like you're down for the exploration. I, it sounds like you're excited. Yes. I am excited. I always want to experience the new mm -hmm. and if i have to teach them then so be it yeah. as long as they enjoy it that's great yeah do you have any like best or worst stories or like anything really weird that happened or anything you were like oh my gosh i will never forget that night hmm there's been a couple okay so well i was at a bar one time with one of my exes and we were kind of tipsy kind of mm -hmm. not drunk but we were we've been drinking a few beers enjoying life at a enjoying bar enjoying life as, at a bar as many do <laughs> exactly and there was a this cross street that was under construction it was about four in the morning and no one was around but they had um signs like do not enter and we were like fuck it what if we enter yeah <laughs> so we entered and it was under a scaffolding uh-huh and we just went at it we just how did you do it under a scaffolding please tell us the details <laughs> so we just um i unbuckled his jeans okay i think i had a skirt on or a dress very so convenient it was, right yes and i just pulled i just pulled my panties to the side uh-huh and we started fucking doggy style. Amazing. Did you bend over anything? Or were you like up against a pipe or like the scaffolding? Were you like holding onto a rail? I was holding onto Did a you? rail. Okay. okay. Yeah. I was holding onto a rail and he was behind and it was pretty cool. That's hot. Did yeah. anyone catch you? No, but I, I didn't care. Was this in New York? <laughs> it was in New York oh City. <laughs> yeah, it was in the West Village. And it was so exciting. It's just all these nerves about Oh, I may get caught. It was. It made it even better. Like, Have I you had harder. public sex other places, or is that the only time? Like, is I've, this a, re a repeating theme in your life? Oh yeah, it is a repeating. Where theme. else have you done it? <laughs> I've done it in like the bathrooms of restaurants. What? Yeah, I told them like meet me in the bathroom. Oh my god, did anyone ever walk in, or was it like a single person? It was a single person. Yes, but I also have done it in a in a three stall bathroom. And that was crazier because I was at a restaurant and I told them I was going to go to the restroom and I'll be right back. And I went downstairs, the restroom were downstairs, and 
and when I'm washing my hands, he just comes in. He just like rushes inside, not knowing if there were women there. Oh my god! And he just locked. And then the door had a lock. Oh, thank God! Yeah, so he locked it. Oh, so you're safe. Yeah, he locked. <laughs> he locked it, and he just carried me and. We went, we fucked. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. That was gosh. pretty cool. Um, where else? In the Museum of Sex in New York. <gasps> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's a very appropriate. I wonder how many people, how many of you out there have fucked in the Museum of Sex? I'm very curious to know. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So he um went down on me in the bathroom of the Museum of Sex. Amazing. And then um I went down on him behind a big painting that the floor was empty oh it my was god. raining that day and no one was oh in the museum oh my god <laughs> you guys are fantastic <laughs> oh that's so good it was really good Did it you was come? Cool. yeah oh my god yeah 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 <laughs> there was another time also where we were um we had just finished going to a sex workshop mm-hmm. at a sex toy store in New York City. Mm. And it was around, it was the West Village as well. Mm-hmm. And there was like an alleyway and there was some stairs mm-hmm. that like led to, I don't know, the basement of a building or something. Yeah. But it was well lit. Okay. It was a lot of light. And I didn't care if anyone looked in there. Like I, we just went downstairs and... I gave him a blowjob. Oh, my God. And is there a door at the bottom? There was a door there, and I didn't care. We just stopped right in front of the door. Because I feel like door plus well-lit means, like, high traffic, possibly. Like, see, that's that's my level of, like, anxiety and nervousness that I have to, like... It was high traffic. Off. It was on Broadway. Does it give you a thrill? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. It was pretty cool. Do you have any bucket list places where you, like, want to do it, but you haven't gotten to yet? Oh, I want to fuck in a glass house. <gasps> Yeah. I gotta go find you a glass house. Yeah. I want to fuck with like a beautiful view of either the city lights or like a beach during sunset. Amazing. And I don't care if there's people on the beach looking at us. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Are there any... Oh, you said said that you have been with women. Yeah. But you identify as heterosexual. Well, because I know I've... Okay, so... I guess not. I guess I'm just, tr- <laughs> I'm down to try anything, but I was very young. I was like in my late teens. I was just trying everything, mm-hmm. curious. And she went down on me. And so I had to reciprocate. I didn't have to, but I, I wanted, wanted to. to. Okay. And um, I noticed that eating pussy wasn't for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, I prefer gagging on a dick. Okay. But. So it's not something you're seeking out. So yeah. that's why you identify as straight or just I'm I'm really curious I'm, to hear because I'm, I'm, I'm seeing your face and it's sort of making this face like, well, kind of. But I feel like there might be more there. I'm uh, I'm down to try it again. But since my experience wasn't so good, I'm kind of like ha- kind of skeptical about it. Yeah. But I'm down to try it again. I don't care. OK. But you're not um, particularly eager is what your face is telling me. Huh? Are you? Do you feel like you're excited to try again? Is it something you actively want to explore? Or are you like, no, I tried that. Maybe if it comes up, if the situation's right. If the situation comes up. So, like, if it's a threesome, then I'll do it. Or if it's just us two, then I don't I don't think that 
that would happen. Okay. But if it's a threesome with a guy and then it just it just fucking happens and it happens. Do you feel like you would go down on another woman in a threesome? And does that stem from a feeling of obligation? Or because there are plenty of devil's threesomes, which is hilariously what they call two dudes and a chick, where like the dudes are never gonna touch each other. Oh god. You know, they're straight, but like, they want to do a threesome. <laughs> but it's like I feel like women often feel more pressured to like be like be open because there are there is a lot of sexual fluidity now but i feel like it's just as valid for a woman to be like no i'll do a threesome and i don't want to go down on you because it's not my thing so yeah. do you feel like you would do it again i'll try it again but i still have my doubts that i wouldn't like it because of my experience but that was ages ago so who knows okay you know yeah yeah do you find yourself attracted to women or are you just like no she's pretty like girl crushes yeah. like zoe kravitz like, yeah i mean yeah. yeah i think for myself i had so much confusion around i'm also lucky because i never was pressured to put a label on my sexuality at any point yeah exactly ever, ever. I, i've always been that friend like why labels like why why well, even? i do think here's why i okay. think that they're really useful in terms of visibility for other people that don't know better mm, i think it's really really okay. helpful especially for kids who are growing up to be like oh that's what a that person says they're pansexual and they like everybody or that man says he's gay and he totally likes other men, you know and, and then yes. i think it helps uh our society become more accepting of all yes. of those things and so i think it is really helpful just in terms of like not getting lumped in with the norm or the majority mm -hmm. and so that's that's where i think it's like really important to just like identify but i also understand like feeling like well i'm in a gray space or like an explorage 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 space <laughs> is what i just said um yeah i'm like i'm i'm done to explore like we said cool. like do you have any specific fantasies that you would love to actually play out or just like dreams for your future sex life oh my god just everything i want to try everything tell me a couple specifics then um uh, okay so of course a threesome have um, you had a threesome i've not i haven't okay. and would you want two man two mans two mans I'll take two mans. <laughs> or do you do you care? Um, two mans, two women's. <laughs> Whatever comes. Would um, you want to do more than three? Sure. What Why do you have not? a maximum limit? <laughs> 100. <laughs> like, once you could do 100, 100. that's like a lot. <laughs> take, just bring the whole beach. Actually, this is this is an interesting thought I'm having in my brain for the first time. I wonder how many people in an evening, if in this hypothetical perfect space where I was attracted to everybody and they, it was safe and yes, we were safe. all vibing and, you mm -hmm. know, so for the, for the sake of this curiosity, I'm just saying all of those things are in place. Okay, good. I wonder how many people it would take for me to be like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm so curious because I don't right? know what my actual limit like in a night would be because I've never obviously had yeah. the opportunity to like like explore like i'm trying to think into the past if i could hypothetically take all my lovers who i would totally see again most of them there was a couple that i would be like eh, you can stay home but <laughs> <laughs> don't we all have some of those <laughs> i didn't for the longest time and now i'm like no you're i'm good you stay away um, <laughs> I'm but good. but i wonder when i would get tired i wonder if i would just keep going anyway it's just my I think I'll keep going. Yeah. I'll just keep, I'm like an energized bunny. What's the longest sex session you've ever had? 
Oh my god! Like with no naps in between, like not where yeah. you like fucking fall asleep all day, but just where it's like you like are constantly doing different things. Oh my god! It was, it was for about twelve hours. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Twelve where hours. Were you like what? What were the circumstances that allowed for that? We were we were at his house. Yeah. And he was my boyfriend at the time. And you both just had a day where you were like, "I'm free. You're free." Yeah. Wow. And. We had a few days like that, at least like twice a week. Wow, <laughs> how luxurious! It was it was pretty cool. That is amazing. Yeah, Ugh. it was pretty cool. Love. Yeah. Do you have any other kinks that you want to explore that you haven't gotten to yet, or specific things that are kinky oh that you want to do? Oh my god! Okay, so I've always wanted like a sex dungeon. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, a sex dungeon. Um, what would it have in it? Oh my god, what wouldn't it have in it? But say it explicitly for people who don't know. Oh my god, it would have paddles and floggers and whips and candles and ropes. I want like multiple cages. I want a St. Andrew's cross. I want a big bed that you can also get tied to in so many different ways. Yes, I saw that in the pleasure chest. I want a cage chandelier. I want to be put inside of a cage and hoisted up to the ceiling and forced to watch other people fucking from above. And what? Then maybe doesn't that <laughs> yes! sound cool? Like in, like in the broadest, most exciting. Like I'm dreaming of a large dungeon that's actually a dungeon. Like it's actually an underground dungeon. Yeah. And then obviously upstairs there'd be an art gallery, and then above that <laughs> an art studio. So okay, amazing. Um, you know, amazing. just my little dreams. And it's I amazing. like. Have you ever been in a cage? I'm so into cages. I've never been in a cage. I I'm down to try it. I love it. I how did it feel? I love it. I find it very containing. Um, I have a cage. It's a dog cage that my master gave me that I no longer use. But uh-huh. there, we did have a hot night where he was, we had a threesome and he was fucking the other lovely woman that was with us that night. And I was lock, locked in the cage. I mean, I was closed in there and I was told to edge myself, but not come. Oh, and I was like, I'm going to, well, I was like, this is a nice idea. And then experiencing it, I was like, oh, this is so fucking like I oh could not God. I couldn't have imagined how much I would like it, you know and yeah. it really surprised me and I I love cages and I played with my first cage at a dungeon that was having an open house dungeon east over here in the oh arts district God. yes so they had an open house last year and I went in and I was I was talking to another dom just like chatting a little bit and he was like you can go inside I was like oh I, I don't know if I can he's like no you can that's like what the open house is for mm-hmm. and he's like do you want me to close you in? and I was like yes please and then I was like <laughs> down there and it was also a bench and so I was just like the girl in the cage and I was smiling so much because I was so happy and that's and so it was not long after that that my master got me uh, a cage, our cage. yeah <laughs> it's very sweet oh my god <laughs> I, I want to try that I'm into it um, oh any okay. any other things that are jumping to mind that you want to that you want to share? Just seeing your excitement, seeing <laughs> that story, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> what? I'm so excited. I just like anything new. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. What was the question? Any other kinks or things that you want to try, or bucket list sex things that you want to do? Well, I want to try a sex swing. Oh yeah. What a kind sex of swing? sex swing? Whoa, there's kinds. There's, I didn't know there's there were like kinds. the kind that goes up against the door, and then there's oh, like no. the freestanding ones. The freestanding. I want to try a freestanding. Yeah, I've done s- up against the door, but it's like it just is banging oh, no. my spine. I no, actually no, no. have. I pulled mine out from under the bed because I'm 
I actually storage. And so I have it in a pile in the bathroom, like next to the litter box. Cause I'm like, should I throw this away? What <laughs> can I sell it? It's such a waste. No, you can't sell your sex swing, but I don't want to use it anymore. I actually bought one one time, the really? one that you had the door? door. I have that. And when I opened the package, when I opened the box and took it out of the box, it wasn't what I wanted. It's so disappointing. Yeah. I was just like, okay. I was it like, was I'm going to return. It was one of those things that I was like, ooh. Because I got it when I was like 22 with mm-hmm. my first boyfriend. And I was like, we're going to try a sex swing. And looking back on it, I'm like, oh, that's like a markety, gimmicky thing that's not actually, that's not what I want. Yeah. You know, like that's not what I actually is now. It's not a yeah, real exactly. sex swing. Real sex swing. Yes. Or maybe just have sex on a swing. Like, I don't know how that would happen at a park logistically. Mm. Like, maybe my legs would get chopped off by chains. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if there's theoretically, if I was brave enough to like have public sex, I feel like that would be really hot. That would be cool. Like, wearing a sundress and that would be so Maybe he's cool. in board shorts and you just like plop. Was it right worse than yours, Park? No. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Yeah, no, a real sex thing. I've been wanting to do that ever since I saw it on Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Samantha Jones mm-hmm. is like fucking on there. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. If you could go back in time and give a younger version of yourself a piece of sexual advice, what would it be and what age would you pick? I would pick 17 and I would tell myself to to be me and to be free and to not care what others say about me. Like have sex with whoever you want to have sex, whenever you want to have sex, as long as it's safe and consensual and just be fucking free. Do it. Do it all. Love that. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And And is there a sex question you want to ask me? yes um what's the best sex you ever had oh i can't answer that question i mean like (laughs) i don't have an answer because i've had a lot of good sex and it's sort of like what kind of good do you want to know about like there's the good that was like my first time and it was so exciting and i got a giant bruise and then there's like the type of good that was just like i don't know with my first boyfriend we had some just really hot nights like one of the first like the night that we decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend, I think it was because we had some very fucking amazing sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had just some really good, like my other boyfriend, we met on set of a movie. And so there was a lot of like sneaking around and like, Ooh. you know, he was like sharing a room with all the dudes on the crew. And I was like, come sleep in my bed. Like I have my own room and a queen size bed. So that was like very, very exciting in its own in its own way. But then I've had some amazing... Ugh. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I had so much amazing sex with my master. And I'm so <laughs> sad. Like, I'm just so sad that our relationship is over because it does feel a little bit tainted. Aww. And it does feel very done now. Okay. And um, so it sucks because now I'm like, no, it doesn't ruin it. And it doesn't. But it's also just like has a little sadness in there with it. Aww. And so I feel like the best sex, like the best sex moments for me are always when I'm feeling excited by my partner and excited in the moment and just when there's that mutual enthusiasm about sharing bodies and sharing pleasure and just being so in those moments of like touching each other and just like the desire and it's just so glorious and I've, I've had that with a bunch of people and I feel so lucky and I've had it with a bunch of people that I wasn't like in love with too which mm-hmm. I feel very yeah. grateful for because I 
I don't know. I don't know. I know that's not possible for some people. So I guess that I just, I don't, and then there's part of me that's like, maybe it's not possible for me anymore. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe that was only with youth. And like, once you hit 30, it's a different. Oh no, know. I heard it gets better I mean, when it hits 30. Well, there there is some part of me that feels like I can tell that I'm less carefree than I used to be. Like I am a little more selective when it comes to partnership because I don't have time to waste. And I don't mean that in a baby partnership way. I mean like, I don't want to spend my time teaching you how to dom me. I'm just not True. interested in it. And so then I'm like, I realize that I yeah. am closing myself off to certain experiences and I'm doing it consciously and then also just like not fucking right now. So, wow, do you see how I took this question about best experiences and turned it into like a complaint and fear? That's how strong <laughs> the fear is in me right now. Oh, <laughs> Ugh, All right. Well, oh. it will get figured out. I love it when sex is like you can feel it and you well i'm i do this thing where when it feels so good and the energy is right i yeah. start manifesting while i'm orgasming oh, orgasming that's literal sex magic yes oh my god oh my god and then when it actually comes true you're like whoa, like, whoa. pussy power oh my gosh yeah well i did manifest a donut yesterday <laughs> and some cotton candy no literally lately there have been all these little things where i'm like oh i want that donut so bad because i was like working an event and then literally this lady comes over and I'm working as a photographer. So I'm in mm -hmm. front of their like photo booth backdrop. She comes over, takes a picture of her beautiful donut in front of the backdrop. And then she goes, do you want this? <gasps> and I was like, yes, so, yes, I do. You know, so maybe that's my first step in uh, is the donut a metaphor for a vagina. I don't was the cotton candy a <laughs> metaphor for my future penis. Like, am I going to have a. I dream of a like collective, what is it called? I dream of a little polycule of my own with like multiple rock partners that like raise a gaggle of kids together. And I'm also just like, but I might be too weird to make that happen in terms of just like, I'm picky about people in my life. Not picky. I don't know how I say that. I feel like my introverted self maybe also can't handle that many people, but I dream of being in like, a set of three couples or four couples. I feel like that'd be a great number. So that's just my, yeah. that's yes, my hope yes, I'm putting yes, into yes, the future. Yes. Who knows? Yes. What do you think about polyamory? I mean, that's my dream. Yeah. And, me, me too. and I may, in fact, be too introverted to make it happen. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But, um, but I love it. I yes. love open relationships. It's the best. Yes. As long as they're communicated well. And that's exactly. The Communication. <sighs> Folks, that is our show for today. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us. Do you want to tell our lovely listeners how they can find you? Yeah, right now, at the moment, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is S period T E period P H A period N I period E. So Stephanie. And you'll find me there. You'll find some cool pictures, too. Awesome.